It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. And welcome to Guys Guys Radio, the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. That's right, Guys Guys Radio. I'm your host, Robert Manny. We're here on KCAA in Southern California every Wednesday evening. Did you know that over 44 million Americans have some type of side hustle, some type of side job? Maybe it's a something that they're passionate about. Maybe it's something they need to do. But in most cases, it's, it's a work of passion. And I know from my experience in the world of advertising, everybody you talk to in advertising is working on something else, whether it's a screenplay or music or they're selling designer furniture or whatever. I was writing a book when I was uh, spending my day job in advertising. So everybody's, everybody's doing something. And now it's spread across the industries where people are following their passions and they're making that one or two hours a day. Uh, they're devoting it to their side businesses, side hustle. But it, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of times we don't know, well, how do I choose my side hustle? Should it be something completely different that I'm passionate about? Maybe I'm a doctor and I want to raise goats or something. It could be as crazy as that. Does that really come out of your experience as a doctor? Probably not, but you have to go where your passion is. Fortunately for me, I was in advertising. I wanted to write the book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And then I started blogging um, similar to about men for women. And that's similar to the main character in my book, Max Halliday, he writes a column for a woman's publication about men. So I started, it was uh, life imitating art, and then I started Guys Guys Radio, and then here we are in KCAA. So my side hustle became my main business, but it was organic. It came out of the work I had already been doing. So keep that in mind. But our special guest, Tony Watley, he's got this book, Side Hustle Millionaire, How to Build a Side Business that Creates Financial Freedom. He's going to take us through all of that, everything from coming up with the right ideas, what are the keys to success, how to set the business up, how to have uh, the right type of business, whether it's doing business as or an LLC or an S-Corp, how to do marketing, how to do the branding, how to monetize it, and how to even have an exit strategy. You know, a lot of times people want to sell their businesses, but did you realize that only 1% of businesses actually get sold every year? Very small amount. So, a lot of times those exit strategies don't turn into an exit. They turn into just uh, you know, making money with a business because a lot of people, they don't want to buy your business. They want to start their own business, and that's just how it rolls. So here we are in KCAA. It's summer of 2019. Everybody's in Southern California rolling up and down the 5 or the 805 or wherever you may be. I hope you're enjoying the summer and the waves and the great weather. I am in New York City right now, still uh, pending my move to Southern California. I'm selling my place in the city. I got a little place down the Jersey Shore. It's a lot of work cleaning everything out, having people come in. I know there's going to be a showing, put everything away. If people leave, take everything out again. I've got a six-year-old son. He spreads his stuff everywhere, as you know. Anyone who has a little kid knows that. So it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress. And there's two places, not just one. But getting close now. We had to make some realtor moves in Jersey. Uh, so at the, the right time, you have to realize, is, is the realtor tapped out? And do you need to go in a different direction? So we made that determination. It seems to be a good one. In New York, we are getting offers now, so that's really good. And just, uh, you know, when it rains, it pours because now we have cash buyers coming in. So I think I will be out in Southern California, relocated, transitioned within uh, the next couple of months. And I can't wait. We just signed up to do another full year on KCAA. So uh, got lots of great guests in store. We've got lots of guests lined up right through the fall. So here we are on Guys Guys Radio, and I'm here for you. What I really want to do with the show is 
Um, uh, it's not about me. It's actually about you. I want to bring guests on that have information to share with you guys, and you can determine, you know, if that information is relevant to you, and how to, and if so, how to find out more about uh, who the guest is and what information they have. So that's what I do on Guys Guys Radio. That my, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to ask the questions that I think you might ask or I would ask if I was listening to the show. And, you know, so many times we watch TV and we see people being interviewed and you're like, why don't you follow up with that question? Ask this person this or that. I'm trying to, my best to do that for you so we get the most information out there and then you can uh, use it. So that's what we do here at Guys Guys Radio so you can live your best life. So uh, we're going to bring out our guest, Tony Watley. His book is Side Hustle Millionaire, Guys Guys Radio. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. As I mentioned, I have a terrific guest here. We're going to talk about business and startups, and everybody knows the term side hustles. I've got Tony Watley here, and he has written a book called Side Hustle Millionaire. And it's really terrific because at first glance, I was uh, going through it. I'm like, okay, side hustles, I I get it. And then I read through the book, and it's like really uh, step-by-step Here's the things you can consider and what you need to consider when you're going to set up a business. And he's done a great job. The book is very fast. It's clear. It's concise. And I highly recommend it. So I'm so glad Tony's on the show. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He's known as the side hustle millionaire after his book with the same title that we're going to discuss became a number one bestseller on Amazon. But this book title isn't just fiction. It's actually based on Tony's story. He once led a successful corporate career, 25 years. But that is less interesting than the side business he created, which generated millions in profit. As an active entrepreneur himself, he still owns a few businesses, but his real passion is teaching entrepreneurs how to start, scale, and sell their businesses within his consulting brand, 365 Driven. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Tony Watley. Robert, thank you for having me on. I can't wait to give some value to your listeners. And man, I love the title of your show, Guys Guys Radio. That's awesome stuff. Oh, thank you very much, and thanks for being here. So let's t- let's just get right into it. Why this book? Why side hustle? Why now? So I know that over the last twenty years, I've owned businesses, and I've had a you know a very successful career in oil and gas project management. I'm an engineer background, but I've always created businesses that created more income than my salary. And a lot of people just said, you know, you, you should be teaching this. Because there's so many people out there that want to be able to learn how to do this, especially busy professionals who have got that career, or maybe they've got that sunk cost fallacy and they're worried about, I spent all this money on this degree, or they got 20 years of experience, and you know why would I walk away from that and create a business? But the thing is, is I was helping my inner circle of friends for the last 15 years, and I've helped build seven and eight-figure companies for friends. But you know, Robert, I just never wanted to quit my job at the time because I just have that sunk cost fallacy. Like, who am I to walk away from this dream career and this high salary? And the thing is, I just said, I'm not the right person yet to teach this. I need to develop myself, invest in myself to become a better speaker, better communicator, and have the confidence to get on these microphones and stand in front of a camera. So about three years ago, I decided, you know, I need to go do public speaking training and become the right person. And you'll, you'll look on my social media. Two years before this, I never was on the other side of the camera. I was always the one taking the cameras. So I had to do an evolve of my own to become that person to teach to other people because my personal mission is to positively impact generational legacy of millions of people. And the best way I can serve this world is by teaching people the things that I have passions for, and that is business. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it seems like uh, a lot of people nowadays, they're starting, they have super busy jobs and they don't have a lot of extra time, yet they develop these side hustles. And to me, it kind of says that people are looking for something else. Maybe the job they're in, they're making good money, uh, but it's not their real passion. So they set up a side hustle, which is based on their passion. And ultimately, the side hustle can uh, take the place of their steady gig if they so choose to go in that direction. Let me give you a little bit of context. My background is marketing and advertising. Many years working with the world's largest brands, turning them around, loved it, got to a point where, you know what, I want to be the brand and I want to help people. And so I started uh, by writing a book called The Guy's Guy's Guy to Love. It's a novel. And then from there, the main character in the novel, he was writing a column about men for women. And I started blogging. This was just all organically about uh, guys for women. And then we started Guys Guys Radio doing the same thing. And then we kind of got discovered and people sent us different guests from different areas of life. And now we're helping more and more. And this has become now as kind of kind of the ship has kind of moved away from advertising. My side hustle uh, is becoming my main gig, even though I have projects in the pipeline for my traditional marketing and advertising. But it's interesting. And I think the reason why and correct me if I'm wrong here is that a good side hustle should come out of you don't just throw everything away it's not like you're you know you're working in an oil business and you decide you want to raise sheep that's a leap you can do it but it seems like if you take the qualities and the areas where you're an expert from your career that's the best and use that as stepping stones in terms of building your side hustle then you have a lot better uh, chance of that succeeding and you actually you can grow more as a person also i know i threw a lot at you give me your comments that's exactly right. There is an intersection of three things. <clears throat> it's the passion, the purpose, and your expertise. If you can find the intersection of those three things, you've got the best odds at a successful business. Let me go into those details a little bit. So expertise, obviously, is the things that you know, the expertise or the knowledge or the skills or the talents that you can bring to the table. Maybe that's the resources you have readily available. Maybe you have access to 3D printers or CNC machines or arts and crafts or just some kind of a talent that you bring to the table. A lot, lot less time to start up, a lot less investment to get started. Now, the passion is the things that you're interested in. What if you could do something every single day if all your bills were paid? What would that be? Another way to understand what your passions are, if you were to walk into a magazine rack and see hundreds of different magazines and they're all glowing at you, which magazine do you go grab and read cover to cover before you make it to the checkout counter? That's going to give you an idea what your passions are mm-hmm. or what industry you should be in. And now your purpose. Your purpose has to be bigger than money. There's too many people out there focused on money. And I'll tell you, just over my 46 years on this planet, that doesn't really work out for most people. You got to have a strong enough purpose to build something bigger than yourself. And that's going to create real scalability, maybe something that you can exit from. So I'm big on building communities. I built an online community that grew to 300,000 registered members. So I'm very big on trying to build something bigger than me. I don't want to make myself ever the limiting factor of anything I create. Okay. Our special guest is Tony Watley. The name of the book, again, Side Hustle Millionaire, How to Build a Side Business that Creates Financial Freedom. So um, how do you account for the challenges of being an entrepreneur and then having only a few hours a day to start up your side hustle? So many people are facing that conundrum where they're, you know, they're making money, they've got a job, they might not love it, but it's bringing, it's bringing in what they need, the resources, and they don't have a lot of time for the side hustle. How do you, how do you manage to make the time? Well, not having time is the biggest excuse that we hear. 
And I want to give some people some tough love here because I hope some people gain some awareness of that comment because people that say, I don't have time, they generally are the kind of people that hang around with other people who aspire to be average in life. And that's a very surface level excuse that when you share that with other people who just try to be average, typically the conversation stops there because they know that's a boundary level question that we should not delve further and pry. So you're talking about a bunch of average people going, hey, I don't have time. Well, I don't have time either. Yeah, we're cool. We're just going to keep on doing it, maintaining where we're at, right? So as a coach, as a business mentor, realize that that is a weak excuse because there are millions, literally millions of other people out there with the same problems that you have, the same family, the same kind of spouse, the challenges, maybe they've got some adversities and they are doing it and they're living the life that you truly desire, but they've gotten rid of that excuse of time. I want you to reframe. If you're listening to this and you say, I don't have time to do that, I want you to reframe that phrase and start saying, it is not my priority to do that. So start to reframe the things that you are doing on a daily basis, whether that's watching Netflix and binge watching or surfing Facebook or Instagram, or maybe you're just getting buried in political news or whatever it is that's consuming your time. Really start to understand on an hour by hour basis, what does your daily schedule look like? Understand where you can carve some things out to make things more efficient. What things can you get rid of? Because man, it it hurts when you say, it's my priority to sit on the couch and watch TV. It's my priority to do these things that are wasting time because it sounds absurd because that's exactly what it is. Start reframing it and you'll get better on it. Okay. So as you say, we always find the time to do the things that we're passionate about. So the side hustle should be a passion. But let me take a step back. Before you're going to embark on a side hustle, what are the things that you need to ask yourself before jumping into it? I think the main thing is to understand why you want to create what you want And when we start to evaluate the ideas that we have for businesses, you need to make sure that they're going to get you to the financial or time goals that you have. As we begin to age, money means less. We start to want more freedom of time. And you asked the question earlier on why people should start things or why they're starting to do things. And I'll tell you, for me, it was when I turned 40 and I'm looking at the next 20 years of my oil and gas career and I look at my boss and I look at his boss And I look at their lives and they didn't have the lifestyle that I wanted. I already had a much better lifestyle than both of them. So I was thinking, why the hell am I going to wait another 20 years to have their position? Why am I working so hard to level up, air quotes, to the roles that they have? So a lot of times we just need an outlet of creativity. We need an outlet of responsibility. We need to find ways to create more leadership opportunities for ourselves. We're not getting that in the corporate world. Ask yourself the questions like, how can I improve daily? By, you know, it's okay to stay with your job. Even in my book, I tell people not to quit their job. I'm the side hustle millionaire. I don't think that's responsible. There's a lot of influencers out there, love them to death, but they're telling you like, drop everything, go chase your dreams. And you know, that's just not responsible when you got a good job and you've got bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out how to transition and build those companies that require very little time of yourself that we can scale over time. Maybe like you said, Robert, as it becomes your main hustle, your side dish becomes the main dish. And it can be very possible nowadays with online businesses and doing things that do not require time or presence of, of any kind of money there. What was your first side hustle? I would say my first side hustle was working on electronic devices that I made for hot rods. I'm a car fanatic. So your listeners that like cars, Mm-hmm. I built this little module that I would go buy some pieces at Radio Shack and resistors and wires and solder those things. And I would sell them for about 75 bucks. It t- took me about $20 worth of parts and maybe an hour to build each. But I realized quickly that those little handmade trinkets don't really scale. So while I was making a good margin, I was still limited by time. 
And that's the negative thing about employee mindset. So there's entrepreneur mindset and employee mindsets. Let's talk about that. Employee mindsets, we think about, we got to trade our hours for dollars. If we want more money, we got to go put in more hours. If we want more money, got to go work that over time. Got to go get that second job or that third job. And I've done that. I've worked three jobs before. It doesn't scale. We only have 24 hours in a day. You got to get out of that. You got to understand that we need to get away from the self-limiting belief that we are taught when we grow up. That is time is money. That's, that's not true. You can be making money while you're sleeping nowadays if you do the right business model. So you got to learn to disconnect time and money. That's the entre- that's the ompl- employee mindset that people hold on to that keeps them from doing things. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I th- thought was very uh, wise and provocative in, in that when people set up their side hustles, that they 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 set their goals too low because maybe they're thinking of the word side. I mean, it's not as important, but it can be very very important because in some in some instances, the side hustle can um, replace your your regular gig. I'll tell you, when I was writing this book. I love to read books. I finish about 60 books a year. I do mostly consume on audio and I read one per month. So I love books. And you know what? I wrote this book because I answered the questions of the people that actually wanted. I, I have a very good social net, net media network. And I said, you know, I'm going to write this book. And what would you like to learn? They said, okay, I want you to write a book on teaching us about business. I said, oh, great. I'm going to write a book on teaching you how to read businesses. What questions would you like answered in this book? They provided the answers. I started to see the patterns forming. And I told myself, if I can answer every one of these questions on a high level of detail, I have a pretty successful book that was validating the market. It worked out number one bestseller in nine hours when it launched. But I read the other books that were on the market on the side hustles because I want to learn things. I'm always trying to learn new things, Robert. Sure. So I get these new books and I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I can learn something from these side hustle books. It was depressing, dude. It was it was I was reading these books and they're they're, they're pumping people up, telling me, like, if you work really hard, you can earn extra three hundred dollars a month. If you work extremely hard or go drive for Uber or deliver pizzas and things, you can actually make a thousand dollars a month. And I'm reading this like thinking like, who the heck wrote these and why are they encouraging people to think so small? Nowadays with digital online businesses, you should be talking about $10,000 a month, $30,000 a month, maybe even $100,000 a month if you build the right companies. It doesn't have to do with your time. It has to do with the right business model. Got it. Um, there's such an importance in mindset in anything we do, but also I think particularly for side hustles because you have to go into it with a with focus, uh, a lack of fear, and a, and a commitment. Talk to us about some of those qualities that we all have in ourselves that you need to draw out if you want to succeed in a side hustle. I would say but my number one word that describes me is consistency. And I want to get into that because a lot of times you may be having listeners right now that are going, yeah, I got that. I got, oh, okay, I know what that means. But the thing is, is most people don't know what that means. Consistency, mm-hmm. although it's a fundamental word, and we've heard that since we were children, be consistent, show up consistently, work hard consistently. Most people think, I got that. Okay, what's next? What's the magic bullet? Is there some magic spell that I need besides consistency? But the funny thing is, is we don't spend a lot of time focusing on the fundamentals. For me, consistency means showing up every single day, putting in the work that's required to do what you need to do. So I like to think about my long-term goals. I like to think about the future version of myself. And I want to make sure that I'm making the decisions today that are going to lead to becoming that future version of myself. You got to do that consistently. And to me, that means every day. You want to go see my social media? Like I'm on there every day creating value, trying to help people. And I'm building these different brands. Most people think consistently, you know, they show up one or two times on social media a week, or maybe they make one podcast every three weeks, or they're not being consistent. They're getting passed by people who are doing things the right way. You got to show up. Mm-hmm. 
I agree 100%. Um, okay, let's say the individual has gone through, uh, they've asked themselves, okay, who am I? What am I passionate about? How can I use my past and current experience to do a side hustle? Okay, I've got the idea. How do they get started? They have a blank sheet of paper in front of them. What do they do? I think the first thing to do is to understand that you got to do some market analyses out there and see what else is out there that's in your competitive market and understand what your unique proposition is. So why are you different than what's currently on the market? And and I'm not telling you to go look for a superhero story because that's not always the case. A lot of times people think they need this amazing story from comeback or adversity or near-death experience or side hustle, millionaire, all these stories. But the thing is, is that the more normal that your life is, the more normal that your story is, the more people you're going to resonate with. Be authentic. Start building your personal brand. I think it's important nowadays, especially anyone that's building a company as a solopreneur, they need to be used like utilizing social media. They need to be learning to get comfortable doing videos and being a better effective speaker or writer. Whatever way you can communicate to your audience, be authentic. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. A lot of people think that vulnerability is a weakness. It's actually a show of courage because it takes a lot of bravery to put yourself out there, share what your deep thoughts are. But that's how you're going to find the audience that loves you, not the people that just like you. Yeah, yeah you got to be honest. Um, give us a couple of tips about then uh, social media. How, how can best, how can uh, side hustlers uh, best deploy uh, social media because there's so much noise out there and there's always a new platform and everybody's all, you know, Facebook live and Instagram and Instagram movie. It's, it's so much to keep track of Twitter and then you got to use Hootsuite and everything and just to engage people. It's like, it's really easy to get lost. I know in the podcast world, uh, fortunately I started 371 podcasts ago. So I'm, I'm like ahead of the, ahead of the curve there because I was doing it I got to teach myself when people weren't listening, which was great. And uh, and now we've got a terrestrial radio gig with KCAA. But, you know, things take time. Give us some tips on how to, you know, build that social media thing, because it's really tough to build your audience there in those numbers. How did you do it? So I want the listeners that are thinking like, oh, man, social media, that's so challenging. Exactly like what you just summarized. It's very mm -hmm. challenging. It's something that's new. Here's the thing, guys. Whatever that you've done with your entire life to this point that's only going to get you to where you're at. You got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to evolve. You got to be willing to do things that are not comfortable. You got to be willing to learn new things and new tools to be able to gain the success that you want. So invest in yourself, invest in the knowledge to use those platforms, find books, find coaches, find people who have the answers for you and go pay those people. Quit trying to learn things on your own. You're going to have the shortcut. If you got the money, especially if you got a full-time job, this is a side hustle business we're building. Go hire those people that can help you get to the right levels it's going to save a lot of time. Nowadays, three years is a lifetime for a lot of online businesses. I built that multi-million dollar company and sold it within five years. So that kind of gives you an idea how fast things can travel. But with these platforms to answer your question, pick two that serve where you think your customers are going to be found. So whatever your ideal avatar customer is, where are they hanging out? A lot of times it's LinkedIn. A lot of times it's Facebook, Instagram. You know, pick two or just, you know what, let's get started. Let's just pick one. Pick one of those platforms and go all in and learn everything about it and then start to pick up the other one. Mm -hmm. And I'll give your listeners relevant time right now. I would say that Please. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is booming right now for business to business or attracting, especially if you create videos. LinkedIn is trying to steal a lot of the organic video traffic from Facebook, their competitors. 
So they reward video content on LinkedIn right now, much like Facebook did five to six years ago. So if you go create videos over there and use the right hashtags for people going to find those like entrepreneurship and small business or whatever your industry is, those have a much higher organic reach. And what I'll tell you what organic reach is, that's just people viewing your videos or liking it or engaging it. It just simply means that the computer algorithm behind LinkedIn will place your video in front of more eyeballs than if you did the same video on Facebook. And for those of you that are both active on both of those, I'll tell you what, go do a split test, post the exact same content on both pages, monitor the engagement on both of those. And you'll start to see that LinkedIn is probably about 10 times more organic reach than Facebook right now. If you're using Facebook, stay away from business pages. Business pages are garbage unless you open up your wallet. Five years ago, they were cool because you could get all these followers and you had like 10% mm-hmm. organic reach. So if you had 100,000 followers, you can get you know 10,000 people would see your post. Nowadays, it's less than 1% organic. So if you go post something, even if you had a million followers, there's people out there with a million followers on their business page and they get like five likes on their post. That just tells you that Facebook got you high on that supply, but now it's pay to play. So they want you to pay to get that same return. So the, the hack there is to use your personal profile on Facebook and go look me up. My name's Tony Watley. Follow me on Facebook. You'll start to see that I use that organic traffic of the personal profile extremely well. Usually get two to 300 people responding on every post I make. And there's a strategy to doing that. It's not about just posting about yourself. That's the tactic that I would like to share with you. Think about this. Everybody's always looking for opportunities to talk about themselves. Everybody out there on social media is using their own personal profiles as like their own megaphone, their own stage. They're me, me, me. They're always just talking about themselves. But you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that because everybody's doing the same thing. If you want to increase the engagement, ask your audience questions. Create compelling things that they're going to want to respond to. Then have miniature conversations within their responses. So if someone takes the one to three seconds to reply to you, reply back to them. Thank them. Maybe ask them another question. Create miniature conversations within your conversation, and you're going to see that the organic reach of the algorithm is going to put that post in front of far more eyeballs. There's a way to do it. It's a lot of strategy, and it's fun to do because you're now you're building a, a legit audience that you're cultivating. People show that you care, and you're inviting them to come on your stage to talk about themselves because people are then again, they're always looking for that opportunity to talk about themselves. You just created that stage for them to do so. Boom, engagement happens. Mm-hmm. How, uh, what's your recommendation to people who are going to do a side hustle and they want to use social media? Um, should they have a website? And uh, if so, uh, should they be concerned about their companies seeing what else they're doing? That's a great question, and it does come up quite often. But I would say that if your side hustle is something that, you know, there's a, there's something against with what, what you're doing, then obviously, yeah, you won't want your right. employers to do that. But maybe you should not be doing something that's stealing your cust- your, your your job's clients or their sure. customer base because that's that's just that's just unethical. Let's be honest. So maybe if your business that you want to create has nothing to do with your career, should be fine. You know what? Those people shouldn't be judging. They a lot of times. Employers like that you have that entrepreneurial mindset and you're creative. They like to see that you have external success. That means you're driven and they're wondering, like, how can I harness that driven personality in our corporate sphere? So think about that. Just don't do anything that goes against your current job. Play it smart, guys. Got it. Okay, this is Robert Manny. The show is Guys, Guys Radio. We've got Tony Watley, his book, 
Side Hustle Millionaire, How to Build a Side Business That Creates Financial Freedom. And as I said at the beginning of the show that um, what Tony's done that's, I think, so amazing is that not only does he get into side hustle, but he actually positions a side hustle as what it is. It's a business. And he teaches us how to start a business. So, okay, we've got that blank piece of paper. We're going to get out there. One thing everybody's going to need at a certain point is funding. So tell us a little bit about the parameters of funding and what are the options that we have when we're starting a side hustle. I would say that a lot of people think that not having money is a problem, but the problem is that people aren't willing to do what it takes to make the money. So a lot of times people think they need a loan to start a business. Dude, I was broke. I was $40,000 in debt, depressed, had a newborn child, working three jobs when I first started my first company. So I don't like that excuse of money. And I hold people accountable because a lot of people are just not willing to do what it takes. They have this ego that keeps them from wanting to go do something else or pick up a second or third job. And that just tells me they don't really want the lifestyle that they dream about. You think that I liked working a salary job as a junior level engineer and then going to wait tables the same night, every night for seven days a week. Then I would go work on cars on the weekends. And then I would get off from working on cars and I would go wait tables on the weekend nights. I did that for three years to get myself out of debt. While I was starting my company, the first two years of my company, I maintained that kind of a schedule. That's that 24-7 hustle and grind mentality. I don't preach that anymore, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. You got to quit making excuses. Most people are unwilling to do that, and that's why they're not getting the results. So as for funding, if you want to do things the more traditional way nowadays, you know, take a loan. Take a business loan. Maybe borrow from friends or family. Maybe you need to get some credit cards. I don't recommend that because it adds risk, but there's been a lot of Multi-million dollar companies have been started on the back of credit cards because they just you know paid the minimums until they got mm-hmm. enough revenue coming in. They did really well. There's a lot of different ways to get the money. If you're building an invention, you can do crowdfunding. You can go to kickstarter.com, those kind of places, put out a cool invention idea, and then you get people who buy into that to fund the development of that. And now you have a multi-million dollar company based on the investors of the people that want to prepay for one of what you're, whatever you're trying to build. So There's a lot of different ways to do that money, you know, and Google will answer a lot of those questions for most people, but don't ever let money be your hang up. That's a weak excuse. That's kind of like, don't, I don't have time. Right. And if you, uh, you can always bootstrap if and start slow and learn the ropes. And while you're learning, like for myself, I started doing blog talk radio, nothing wrong with blog talk radio, but I, I got to, I got to do the show without a lot of listeners. And from there, it took us a couple of hundred shows. I got a terrestrial radio gig. Now, that comes with some costs also. Next thing is corporate sponsorship, but you have to be in it for the long haul to say, okay, what are the stepping stones? What are the, uh, what are the milestones that you need to hit to get to that next level? And then what do you want to do with that? Um, let's, let's touch on this also a little please. bit. Let's talk about Major League Baseball. Did you realize that in the Hall of Fame, the best batters, the sluggers, only bat 30%. So they only get on base three out of 10 swings. Mm -hmm. So if your listeners are thinking about that, quit thinking that you are entitled to the Grand Slam on your very first business. I created seven businesses that failed before the first one made millions. Great point. Most people don't remember all the failures in your life. They only remember the ones that you did success from. You're not even going to remember the failures that you did because those are lessons that you learn along the way. And if you have a job and you can spend a little bit of money and try to build these companies, mm-hmm. man, expect a few to crash and burn. But you know what? You're going to learn from those yep. and you're going to refine your message. You're going to refine. You're going to improve over time. You're going to make these iterations and eventually you will have the one that will create the the revenue that you're looking for. So you can't be afraid to, to lose. You can't be afraid to fail. 
most people talk about they're afraid of failure. What they're really worried about is they're afraid of what people will say about their failure. Right, exactly. Uh, another question I think a lot of folks have is they're not sure what how to structure a new business. Maybe they're new to the business area and they're like, uh, should I be an LLC? Should it be an S Corp? Talk to us a little bit about some of those options, uh, the definitions of them. And if you're doing a t- traditional side hustle, I guess there's no real traditional side hustle, but your first side hustle, what, what, what type of uh, nomenclature should you use for your business? So most people tend to start off with the very simple one, what you call a DBA. It's doing business as, and all that is, is a, it's, it's an alias. So if I wanted to call my, like I have one company called Deviate Motoring, it's an LLC, but if I wanted to call that Deviate Motoring is a DBA, basically that would link it to my social security number. So any kind of income that comes in, taxes get reported through my social security and I get paid, you know, I have to get taxed based on that. But what that is, is, that's the entry level thing. If you're doing something small, if you're building a business that has legal risks, mm-hmm. now you need to start having some protection. So that's where the LLC comes in. It's a limited liability corporation. You want to create an LLC to shield yourself and your personal assets from that liability of your business. So if you're inventing something or something that can people could sue you for, you definitely want to have that legal barrier because they can only sue your company. They can't go after your personal assets, which are home and your house and your savings in your bank. So that's why we create these businesses, these entities, is really to offer some accounting differences. We want to make sure that we keep our money separate. And we also want to make sure that we have legal protection. The bigger than that, if you wanted to grow something that's going to scale, and you can change these things as you go. So don't think that you got to commit to one of these things and start to you know go down the entire path of that. Because a lot of times LLCs will scale. They want shareholders. They want a board of directors. They want employees. They want to do all these things. And you can do like an S-corp. Mm-hmm. or C-Corp. A lot of people do the entrepreneur space will do an S-Corp because the taxation is a little bit different. So there's a lot of accounting differences. And I would say that for anyone that's really wanting to create an LLC or, or an S-Corp, go speak with your tax accountant or someone that's doing your taxes in your state. And they're going to find out which one's going to have the less impact on you for the business or the revenue level that you're at. So these things can always change. Okay. Uh, again, Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny, our special guest, Tony Watley. The name of the book is Side Hustle Millionaire, How to Build a Side Business that Creates Financial Freedom. I'm loving this talk, Tony. Thank you for being here. People a lot of times get uh, stuck with it. They're not sure how, how, they, how do they manage if, uh, making money. So ROI, return on investment. What are some of the simple steps for our first-time side hustlers to kind of be able to look at their business and say, okay, I know what money's coming in. I know what money's going out. I know how to manage the accounting, which can crash so many of these side hustles as well as traditional businesses? I think a lot of times people, we, we tend to grow up with this different perception of business ownership. We, especially people in their 30s and 40s and, and older, we think of terms of a, a business owner has a, a physical address or storefront somewhere and they've got employees that are showing up and it seems like this overburden of overhead. And they're thinking like, man, I don't have the money or place or the location to do that. I don't have the time to do that. But that's the beauty of nowadays is we can build these online businesses. So don't think that you need to go have a storefront on a busy street when you can do every single thing from your living room if you need to. So everything nowadays, like my business, I like to be able to do them from a cell phone because I like to build businesses that do not require my location or my time presence where I can just travel the entire world, still fire up a laptop when I have Wi-Fi and do a little things for a couple hours and I'm done and then we go enjoy our rest of our, our trip. So think about that. Just keep your overhead costs low. Don't spend money on things that are not going to make you money initially. Think about every single purchase you make for your company. Is that 
piece of office furniture going to add value in some way or can I make do until I get enough revenue? A lot of times people build these companies and they take the money out of them. They, they make the profit, but they're taking the money like too soon. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to allow your company to scale and grow in size. You got to have some amount of that you're going to put back into the company to maybe hire those virtual assistants or maybe that part-time employee. And nowadays we have a world of freelancers. We have a bunch of other side right. hustlers out there. Yeah. Literally millions of people out there with these incredible talents that just want to pick up one or two extra hours per week doing something they love to help your brand. And you can pay them very generously, like just easy salaries, no no contracts. Keep it simple, guys. There's a lot of marketing people out there, video people out there, copywriters, website developers. You don't need employees. SEO, the whole bit, right? Social media. You can hire someone to do all that. Don't need any employees. So don't think that you got to scale things. Solopreneurs, I'll tell you that. Solopreneurs, you can probably make about two to three million pretty easily on your own if you build the right company. And after that, you're going to need some more people. Okay, so what, you know, you're successful in traditional business. You've had successful side hustles. What type of, now that you've had experience doing it, what are the types of side hustles that you you favor? I know you said you want to be virtual. You want to be able to do your business, make money while you sleep, uh, passive income, also travel around the world and be able to, you know, be, have your hands on the business without having a storefront. Talk to us a little bit about the, some of the types of businesses that people could consider that they can do the same thing. I'm a big fan of drop shipping. I've had a drop shipping business for the last 12 years. And to give your listeners of what that is, it's basically you've got this nice website that you put up that people can make purchases from. Those those purchases, you're taking the money and you're paying the distributor or the manufacturer of that item and then the manufacturer drop ships directly to the customer. So what the beauty of that is, is you don't have to carry inventory a lot of times, especially if people are doing it on Amazon and Shopify and things like that, because there's a lot of companies now that support the drop shipping type. Whatever you want to sell, you can find things nowadays. You can go on Alibaba and find things and import pallets of stuff over if you want to carry inventory and do it that way and make a little bit more profit if you got the space in the room to do that. Or you find these drop shipping companies that'll white label stuff for you with your own brand. Basically, you start to make the passive income. You just got to be able to build the marketing machine, let the drop shipping website do the sales side of your business. So don't think that you got to be out there pitching your products and being a sales guy, because I know that turns off a lot of people. That's the, the stigma of being a sales guy or the sleazy sales guy. Like we hear this stuff all the time. The right way to do that nowadays is with the social media is to build your personal brand, create value, intrigue, entertain, inspire. These kind of things are people are going to understand, what does this person do? I really like this person. Oh, they do this. They sell this. They have this service. I could use that. Or you know what? Someone asked me about that service the other week, and I'm going to refer this person. So you can use indirect marketing with your social media presence to feed that pipeline, and then you let your website do all the selling for you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of websites, uh, what are your kind of uh, uh, high-level recommendations for those starting out with side hustles in terms of putting together a website? Do you think they should invest, uh, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollars in a website? Should they tailor their website, you know, WordPress or whatever, to the type of business they have? Should they use Wix or one of the, you know, e- easy, easy to pl- pl- plug and play type? Uh, website. What, what's your thoughts? I know every business is different and they're going to have different needs, but just in general, what's your perspective, Tony? I would say that if you're adventurous, you could start your own by, like you said, go to Wix or oneinone.com, or you can do a WordPress.com website for free. And most, most of the big corporate websites out there are based on WordPress. WordPress is basically, think about it as a computer language. It's done by open source developers. There's a lot of apps 
and a lot of different add-ons you can add into your website. And the beauty of the WordPress websites is you can scale those as your company grows. So there's massive multi-billion dollar companies out there with WordPress websites. So start with a free one on WordPress.com. Eventually, when it grows, you can go to the paid side, which is WordPress.org. And then that's the best way to do it. You can have a template that's already ready-made. You can also find custom templates you can buy for 20 bucks that have a, a theme that you like for your product, your service. Start with a theme and then just drag a bunch of pictures around, add a little text here and there. That's a good way to get started for very little money. It's a lot of practice. It's kind of fun when you start to be creative doing that. But hey, you know what? If you don't have the time and you got the money, go hire somebody to do that for you. Mm-hmm. You'll spend between, like you said, three to $5,000 to get a really good website, but it'll be professionally done and it'll look really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting with uh, Adobe, they've had something called Business Catalyst. My first website was on that. And then we were told, you know, we're going away. So everybody's got to move within the next year or so. So I, I had somebody... They're just finishing it up now, and we're going to WordPress, which actually makes more sense. But to me, that's a side hustle business right there. If you know how to do that, you can just scoop it and move it over. There's every website that's on Adobe that uses Business Catalyst has to move. So, of course, now I'm starting to get all the emails, people asking me. But talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, that's that's where you're an opportunist, where you see this could be a side hustle business. If you, I told the guy who's working for me, give me a good price. Because you can use my my website as an example of here's a, here's a, a well known brand and look at what I've done because there's going to be business there and sure enough now I'm getting inundated with emails. I would say the entrepreneurial mindset and all of us even those who have never created their first business we like to solve problems mm-hmm. and the bigger the problem that you can solve for the more people you're going to get a lot of money out of that that's the way we start to really just dissect this world on a day to day basis what is it that is a pain in my rear? What is it that's causing me some you know, discomfort? What is it that about this process or this purchase process that I'd like to avoid? Be creative. What can I do to create the, a better opportunity, a better customer experience on these things? So exactly what you're talking about. You know what another big one that I just came up with, Robert, and it's going to be near and dear to your and I hearts because we have podcasts. Podcast editing, if you become a podcast right. editor, you right. can use Audacity, which is free software, or if you're an Apple user, you can use GarageBand. Mm-hmm, right. These people, these people are paying fifty to seventy-five bucks an hour to edit one episode, and I'll and I've got a great editor, and she's charging seventy-five dollars an episode. It's one hour. Mm-hmm. She's able. She was able to quit her job and work from home and stay home with her child because of that. And I started feeding her some other shows and different people that I know that needed an editor, and she was able to quit her job, and she's making seventy-five bucks an hour doing that. Guys, that's like $180,000 a year if you can book your yep. thing out for 40 hours a week. So think about these kind of opportunities, these emerging technologies. Podcasting is growing. It's exponential growth. 2018 was a tremendous year for podcasting. But you know what? There's only 15% of the population in the U.S. actually listens to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more podcasting to go. There's a lot more shows to be produced. And, it, and if you can start to take the pain from podcast hosts like myself... I'd rather just pay somebody to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here for an hour. I'd rather just pay somebody to go do that, and I can go do the things that I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. You also talk about um, considerations like exit strategy, which is a, a good issue, a good problem to have. So talk to us about what your philosophy is on when you set up a side hustle, 
And do you see it all the way through to, okay, I want to sell this business eventually? Or is it, is, is that something that everybody needs to do? Maybe there's a passion and they're like, they're not thinking of selling the business. They're not thinking of an exit strategy, but you need to have an exit strategy in mind because you might turn it into something else, or you might have another business that replaces this one. That's even more close to your passion. That's it, man. We have to have that lighthouse in the fog. And that's what I call your long-term goals. You may never want to sell your company, but the fact is that we all die or sometimes we get sick or sometimes there's family tragedy that occurs that we have to step out and we want to be able to just cash in on the hard work that we put in or maybe have that legacy continue. So these are things that are a lot of unknowns that may cause you to have to sell or exit your or quit or bankrupt your business. So with that in mind, let's talk about that exit strategy and start to think about the things that you can create to add value to your company. Because a lot of times I, I tell you, it's, it's terrible that I have to deal with a lot of customers that come in and want to be able to sell their company in the next three to five years. So I'm helping them with this. And they built this company over 20 years and they're near retirement age. And you got to tell them, like, hey, you haven't done anything to create real value to a potential buyer. Because the honest fact, Robert, is only 1% of companies ever get sold. And when people hear that, they think like, oh, well, does that mean 99% of companies aren't for sale? No, that means 99% of companies are not worth anything to a buyer. So we've got to think about in perspective of a buyer's eyes, like why would they buy your company? Because they want to see recurring revenue business model if possible. They like to see a backlog of accounts or incoming customers or re- referral customers. Like They want to see that you've created something that's going to generate income if you were able to create a process for yourself, train somebody to do the job that you're currently doing, then you can exit and then they can hire somebody else to run the company. So it's, all, it's never really based on what you've achieved, but it's based on the potential that they're buying. So think about that. We If you create systems and processes that can be trained and scaled across the country or internationally. These things are very interesting to a buyer. If you have a lot of assets that you've built over time that are productive and they're making a profit, those are interested to a buyer. So we can think about things when we're building a company, even if we have no ever plans of sale, but these are all just really good general business practices that we should keep being mindful of in case we do have that unfortunate reason that we need to sell or let exit. And I think, you know, for our audience, one of the reasons why Tony is so successful, you take the word side hustle, side hustle millionaire. Tony hustles. Let me give you an example. When I uh, set up the show, I was going on vacation. I had, to, I had to change the show date three times, which I never, ever do. And Tony was there. First of all, he sent me his materials instantly. He had everything there. Secondly, when I needed to make changes, he was completely cooperative, totally cool about it, totally understanding and responsive. And... This is the word hustle is such an important part of side hustle. So if you're going to go for something, you got to go for it with passion and you got to be in it to win it. So, Tony, kind of like parting words, what are your best three tips for those aspiring side hustlers out there in terms of getting to succeed? I would like to say that I use what I call an ABCs of success, action, belief and consistency. So action, obviously you got to take action. There's a lot of people sitting around hoping and dreaming about things, praying for things, but they never take the action. They're not willing to do what it takes. They're not going to put in the work that gets the results that they don't have. That's the honest truth. And that's why we call things like the top 10%, the 1%, because those people have this tendency. And I'll tell you the difference between successful people and average people. Successful people do things even when they don't feel like it. Average people wait around for motivation. They need some kind of a a spur. They need someone to kick them in the rear. They need some kind of encouragement. Successful people are results driven. We want the results. We know that things are not going to be fun 
we're okay operating in discomfort. We just show up even when we don't feel like it. Like today, I went to the gym. I stayed out way too late. I went out, went out way too late last night with the wife, mm-hmm. and I went to the gym. I just got back before this thing. I was like, and I was working out with a mild hangover, and I was like, you know what? I'm still going to get the results. I don't need the excuses. So I'm results-driven. I go even when I don't feel like it. Now, the belief is the hard part for most people. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they can do things. They don't believe they can create impact. They don't believe they have the right leadership. They don't believe that they have the right courage to do things that they want to do. Here's the thing about that. If you think you're too small to impact this world, try to go to sleep at night with a mosquito flying around in your room. That's going to tell you, like, even the smallest things can create impact. So understand with that belief that maybe you're not the right person right now to carry that message. Maybe you're not the right person right now to teach the other people or build that product. But what can you do? What steps can you take to become Mm -hmm. that person? These same problems that you're faced, everybody's had those same problems. Thousands of people have figured out those problems. There's no excuses for there. And then we talked about the consistency of the ABCs. We talked about consistency earlier. Got it. Okay. Real quick. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. You've educated me and hopefully our audience and great stuff there, Tony. Where can they tell us about your podcast, where everybody can find your book, more about you and get, have a chance to work with you? So my podcast is called 365 Driven. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google, all the main channels. And it's an entrepreneurial show that's based on wealth, health, mindset, and relationships. I believe in building really balanced entrepreneurs. I don't believe in having financial success without the health and all the wellness and the relationships. I like to have everybody successful in all those arenas. My website is 365driven.com. So 365driven.com. You'll find links to my book there and all the social media channels that I'm active on. Great. All right. Tony Watley, thank you so much. Great meeting you. I really enjoyed this. You got the whole show. I loved it. And I think our audience is really going to have a great takeaway from this. So thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. Okay, that was a great interview with Tony Watley, Side Hustle Millionaire. And it, his book is, uh, it's not a long book. It's a little over 100 pages, but it is chock full of information. It's just everything laid out on how to set up your side hustle, all the way from marketing, from financing it, to all the way to exit strategy. And he does a terrific job. And as you can tell, listening to him, he's a real dynamo. So check it out. Side Hustle Millionaire, and uh, I think uh, as a takeaway, our kind of guy's guy's guide, if you will, is you need to have a vision, you need to be passionate about it, you need to be consistent. I think the word that stood out for me in terms of Tony's keys to success for a side hustle uh, was consistency. You've got to find that time. I mean, ultimately, you want to be in a place where you're making money while you sleep, your side hustle's uh, passive income coming in. But initially, you're going to have to put in some time. So you're going to have to think about what you are, who you are, what are you going to offer, how is it unique, how are you going to finance it, what is your business model, 
how are you going to uh, position yourself, whether it be doing business as or an LLC, what's going to be your marketing, what's going to be your startup costs, what's going to be your branding. And then you just have to go for it and uh, just put a little bit of time in each and every day. I started when I was in advertising. I wanted to write a, a novel and then build a brand out of that. So I wrote a book way back when in like around 2000 and I didn't sell. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get it published uh, in traditional uh, route. But it taught me how to how to do the work. And the second book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, did sell. And um, that became, became the platform, the source material for the Guy's Guy's brand. And here we are, five years later. We did, uh, I can't tell you how many uh, uh, blog posts I've done on robertmanny.com, uh, over 350, and uh, kind of uh, parroting the uh, book, the main character in my book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, he writes a column about men for women. I started writing a blog about men for women. And from there, we started Guy's Guy's Radio. We started with relationship experts. And then other publicists found us, and they started sending us all different types of guests, wellness experts, metaphysical experts, entrepreneurs like Tony, uh, sports people, musicians. And now uh, I've got more guests coming at me than I can uh, juggle. So we're, that's another reason why, in many cases, we're doing two a week. I want to devote the show today to Tony, the whole show, because I think he had so much information that you guys can use. And again, I am your advocate. I am the audience advocate. I'm here to bring information out to you that you can choose to use or not. And also, I want to ask the questions that you would ask if you were listening. You might be listening at home, driving down the highway and say, hey, ask him that. I'm, I'm doing my best to, to really to say, okay, what would my audience ask? What are some of the things that people need to know that's going to help them out? And that's, that's what I do. So that's what I'm here. And I love doing it. And uh, it's working. So uh, thank you so much. You can listen to Guys Guys Radio. Um, we're on every Wednesday on KCAA in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 10.50 a.m. We, uh, the show usually gets rerun on Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. So if you're headed to the beach uh, and you're on the 5 or the 805 or the 405, whatever, you can listen to us. Um, also, you can download any of our 371 uh, shows that are in podcast form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Blog Talk Radio, KCAA.com, something new called CastBox, and also my website, RobertManny.com. And again, everything started with my novel, which I hope you'll check out, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. You can get it on Amazon or any place else where books are sold. Um, if you want to support the work we're doing here for you, uh, just go to iTunes, rate us, review us, subscribe, spread the word, share on social media. And uh, thanks so much for being uh, so supportive as our audience grows and grows. Guys, Guys Radio, I can't wait to get out to Southern California and do the shows from there. But in the meantime, we've got more in the pipeline, and I can't wait till next week. We just signed up. As a matter of fact, we just signed up for another year on KCAA. So all systems go full speed ahead. Thanks so much. As I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>